there. Um, welcome to the Hazen Family Fertility Journey Pond podcast. Um, this is going to be a podcast going over all of the ins and outs of what we have to do to have a baby. Um, I can start with some backgrounds and intro so you can get to know me and I can get to know you. Um, my name is Carissa. Um, I'm 27 years old. I do have a child already. I have a little boy and he is 16 months old now. He took us. My husband and I have been married for two years. We've been together for 12. Um, our high school sweethearts. But we tried to have a baby from the time I was probably 1920. And I'm not saying like tried to have a baby, but like definitely we're doing the baby making things and no baby ever happened. Um, and then when I turned 23, I decided that I was going to start like really tracking my cycles and figuring out like what is going on and why we haven't ever gotten pregnant. Um, I realized through all of that, that my cycles were really long. A normal, well, quote unquote, normal fertility um, or menstrual cycle for a woman is generally between 28 and 35 days. Anything outside of that, like super short, um, is not normal and super long is not normal. Well, mine have always been between 40 and 50 days, which is considered abnormal, even though that was my normal. And I always suffered from really bad acne. Uh, my weight would fluctuate and it didn't matter what I ate. Like I could eat the same things every day and I would gain and, and lose weight randomly. Um, just weird things. Well, we got married in September of 2020 and I found out I was pregnant in November. So I think what happened is my stress was really low because I was in that brand new honeymoon phase. And that allowed us to relax, get on the right, like, frame of mind. I'm a high-stress person. I have high anxiety. And so that's how we thought, you know, we we ended up pregnant with my son. I had a very high-risk, complicated pregnancy. Um, I had cholestasis, which is when your liver doesn't function properly and it releases liver biles into your bloodstream and the complications from that includes stillbirth. Um, my doctor told me they're only really concerned with that um, as you get closer to delivering, so like 36 weeks and on. So I had a scheduled induction at 36 weeks. I did not make it to that scheduled induction. A week before, I was at one of my uh, routine appointments and I had preeclampsia. Um, so I ended up giving birth the next day, July 10th. I went in on the 9th and I got gave birth on the 10th. I had to be induced at 35 weeks and he was in the NICU um, the first night of his life with his with my husband and his dad. Um, so that's kind of the backstory here. Um, I'm an only child and my husband is not. My husband has two, two younger siblings, three younger siblings. Sorry, I'm confused. <laughs> um, they have different dads. Um, and one has a different mom, so it's kind of like half siblings, so it's kind of hard to keep track of. But he's always been surrounded by them. He's the oldest. And I was not. I was an only child. And so we both knew that we wanted, if we had any kids, um, that we would want to have two. That would be like our ideal 
number of children, and I don't, I don't know what prompted me after I had him, um, to get the IUD. Maybe it was just, like, the trauma (laughs) of his birth, um, prompted me to want to go get an IUD, but I did. Um, I had the IUD for, like, August, September, October, November, December, January. So I had it for about six months. Um, and then I had it out in January of this year. So that's, what, 10 months without the IUD. Um, and no baby still. So that's fun. And um, it's concerning to me. I mean, I'm definitely one of those people that likes control. Um, so I went to... The doctor, um, well, let me back up a little bit. <laughs> I did go to the doctor, but I, the reason I went is because I haven't had a period since July. And that's not normal for me. Um, and we can't figure out why. I stopped breastfeeding in May, so we thought maybe that had something to do with it. But I had a normal period in June, and I have one in July. So that's two months after May I stopped breastfeeding, so that doesn't make much sense. And then in July, I had COVID right around the time that I was supposed to ovulate. So we were thinking maybe I just never ovulated, you know, so you you don't get a period if you don't ovulate. But that doesn't mean that I should have missed August, September and October. Um, I should have just missed one month and then been on track again. Um, I got my blood tested. They did the metabolic panel and a hormone panel. And from what I can tell, um, everything is in the normal range. I don't see there's not a single thing on it that is out of the normal range. I have not spoken to my doctor yet. She hasn't called me. She said she'd call me with the results if they were normal. So she hasn't called me. I'm assuming that means they're not normal. Um, I don't know. I get um, an ultrasound done on the 31st on Halloween, which is about a week away. And I'm kind of hoping that it's something simple that they can be like, oh, like you have a blocked tube. Let's, you know clean that out and then you'll be good to go. Um, but I don't, I don't know. And that's the worst part is like not knowing what's next and what's going on. Um, my husband is going to do a sperm analysis as well, um, before we try medication of any sort. Um, when I was in my appointment, she did say that I do have PCOS and the number one thing that you need to have in order to be diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome is not cysts. You'd think it would be to have cysts on your ovaries, you know, um, but it's not. The number one thing is a missed period, um, severely late periods. So I have that. <laughs> um, I take I started taking a supplement called Mayo and D-Chiro Inositol. And it's basically from what I've understood, um, it's it's some it's a supplement that's supposed to regulate irregular cycles um i'm sorry i'm drinking the back of the bottle so that's where we're at um my vitamin d was low we moved to texas from the pacific northwest and i've never been an outside person in the heat um i tend to stay away from from hot weather and it has been like 100 plus degrees almost the entire time we've been here. It's just been the last couple of weeks that it's finally been like a normal fall temperature. Um, <laughs> so 
So I'm not surprised that my vitamin D is low. I haven't left the house, you know. I've been in the nice air-conditioned house with my son. So that's not surprising to me at all. Um, what is surprising to me is that there are so many, so many, like, connections to make when it comes to vitamins and your fertility. Because I was reading that low vitamin D can increase your progesterone, and with an increased progesterone, your uterine lining never sheds. So I've been wondering since I got those results back, like, has my vitamin D deficiency been, you know, kind of aiding my no periods? <laughs> I can't, I just can't figure it out. And my ovulation strips, so I use the easy at home um, LH tests and I dip in urine. Um, you're supposed to dip it in your urine. I do that twice a day in the morning and at night just so that I can kind of see what's going on with my body and Maybe if my body tries to ovulate, you know, I can catch it and figure out, you know, from there what to do. Um, and I've noticed that I have this weird habit of having super high numbers, um, but not ovulation, but like just high. And then that'll stay high for like three or four days. And then they'll go so low that I can't measure it. Like there's only one line on the test. And then give it a week and then it'll do it again. So it's like my body is surging and then dipping and then surging and then dipping. And it's madness trying to figure out, okay, well, did I ovulate? And then my husband and I are doing the deed and crossing our fingers. And then I'm taking a million pregnancy tests because it's been 104 days without a period. It's just madness. I can't, I can't imagine, you know, we've only been dealing with infertility since January. Um, and I can't imagine being one of those people that three or four years passed because I'm 27 and I don't want to be in my 30s having to go through IVF and not to sound, don't get me wrong, if that's your path, if that's what you choose to do, if you feel like that is right for you, like power to you, I, I support that. But I don't feel like that's my path in life. I feel like my 20s are for having children and my 30s are for raising them. And so there's this, like, biological clock ticking in my head where, like, if I don't have a baby, well, a second baby, by 30, I feel like the window closes for me, you know? Like, it's sad. I feel like it's chasing me, and I can't, I want it so badly. There's so many other things in my life, too, like, the control, the feeling like everything is spinning. We moved and now we're living in an RV on my parents' property because we were supposed to buy a nice little house to put on a corner of the property. Like my parents are on one side and we're supposed to be on the other side. But when we moved here, it cost us so much money to move across the country. It was like tens of thousands of dollars to move all of our stuff across the country. And so now we're kind of in a mad scramble trying to figure out how we're going to pay all of it back so that we can afford a home. And I'm just stressed and overwhelmed and like alone in a new place with no friends and no family. And my husband and my son are pretty much besides my parents, but they're trying to figure out they moved from Oregon. So they're trying to figure out how to survive here, too, on retirement. They are both retired here and supposed to be the dream but here we are 
So I can't help but wonder if that part of the, my life is aiding the infertility as well. It's just, I just want a period. Like, I just want a period. <laughs> I feel like it's the most simple thing. Like, just give me a period, please. So I think when I go into the doctor in a week, that's going to be the main thing that I'm going to talk to them about is like, what can you give me, Provera or something so that I can start my period so that we can start over, you know? I'm not, uh, I'm just not about 104 day cycles. That means that if I have this, like normally, this is like my normal, that means that I'll get to try to have a baby once every three months. That's outrageous. I'm hoping they'll give me something to start a period like Provera and then hopefully like we'll do Clomid or Letrozole um, to help me ovulate because like I guess I'm not ovulating and that's why I'm not having a period. I haven't had a peak ovulation test since July, which is so weird because I look at it and that was the last period I had and it was a normal ovulation like. I had high and then peak and then low. It was completely normal. And since then, nothing. My husband, my poor husband, he supports me so much, you know, but he's working. I'm a stay-at-home mom. And he's trying to, like, keep everything together for us where I'm just falling apart. (laughs) Let me tell you, our men are very very strong when they have to support us in our fertility struggles and nobody understands like my mom has always been like if if the universe or god decides you're gonna have another baby you're gonna have another baby like i wouldn't worry about it and sometimes she's even like you don't need to have another baby oliver is enough for you and it's just so heartbreaking for people who are so close to me to not be supportive And I do, like, I have a friend who lives in Oregon still, and she's going through fertility struggles as well. She had cancer, and the stem cell transplant and the chemotherapy killed her egg reserve. So we're the same age, and she's going through some of the same struggles as me, but it's, like, bittersweet because, on one hand, I had a baby, and so we know I can, um, but she hasn't. And I always feel so, so bad when I'm complaining to her about, my situation because it's like she just wants one baby you know like she just wants one and here I am being a giant baby over the fact that I can't have two and she's really the only person in my life that gets it everybody else is just go with the flow calm cool collected you know and that's not that is never going to be me anyway um I hope you like listening to my story. I'm going to try and add some things, um, do like a, a once a day podcast, like check-in, and then I'll upload all of those, um, once a week so that you can stay with me on my journey. Today is Tuesday, so I will, I will check in tomorrow. Um, kind of see how that works going forward as for for formatting I'm not quite sure how this works yet so bear with me if you have questions feel free to comment them um I'm gonna set up a Instagram page by the same name so Hazen Family Fertility Journey um 
I might hyphenate it, but you should be able to find it just by typing in the name. So, all right. Thank you for listening, and I will see you in a week.